Welcome to the Supermom is Getting Tired podcast. This show is designed for moms who invest everything into parenting, but get overwhelmed, lost, and resentful. Listen and learn how to unburden yourself, feel calm, full of energy, and in control. I'm your host, master certified life coach, teacher, and recovering supermom, Tori Henderson. You are listening to the Supermom is Getting Tired podcast. I'm your host, Tori Henderson, and I am here today with a special guest, Leanne Kovar. She is a former client turned life coach now, and she is here with me today to talk about holiday stress and crazies. Welcome to the podcast, Leanne. Thank you. Very happy to be here. It's so fun to have like the, a full circle moment like this to have coached you throughout the years and then now have you on as a, a you know fellow coach and someone who's carved out a new coaching program that we're going to be talking about about dealing with the uh, holiday crazies. What is the name of your coaching program that you're offering? It's called Holidays on Your Terms. On Your Terms. All right. Mm-hmm. And tell me how you... Uh, why did you choose to offer a program about holidays on your terms? Um, it really comes back to to me. <laughs> of course, it back to, always does. <laughs> yes, it's all about me. Um, it comes from my own experience of having a lot of stress during the holidays. Um, I had a really fraught relationship with the holidays for years and years, and after you know, working with you, being coached, and then learning to coach and a lot of growth. I have a very different relationship with the holidays. It's a lot more free. It's a lot more me. Um, It changes all the time, just according to my needs and wants. And so when I think about, you know, me of the past and other people that are in a similar position, um, I have loads of compassion (laughs) um, and I'd love to help. Yeah, I think that's so interesting. Well, first, there's so many things I want to say just on that. So mm-hmm. just when you said like, uh, you know, I, it's all about me, right? And I was <laughs> like, well, coaching often is because yeah. like I had to coach myself on my holiday crazies in order mm. to be able to coach you on your holiday crazies. <laughs> and now you're coaching other people. So like it, that is kind of how it works. If you haven't done your own work, then you're not in a great position to help other people. Right. So. So first of all, I want to want to say that. And then I also love what you said about like, I have loads of compassion for people who stress out during the holidays mm-hmm. and why that resonates with me so deeply. Like, it's just, I feel it in my chest. I'm just like, oh, like it's because I did not have compassion for myself mm-hmm. when it came to the holiday stress. I had quite the opposite of compassion. I had a lot of self pressure and it went like, I should be enjoying this time of year. I'm supposed to be happy and relaxed and joyful. And the fact that I found it to be stressful, I thought was a sign that something was wrong with me. I was doing it wrong. And I, so it was like just putting more pressure and stress on myself because I was stressed and pressured. Totally. It's so confusing. (laughs) Right. Because you're looking at the commercials and it's on TV and you have these social expectations of like what the holidays are supposed to look and mm-hmm. feel like. And I felt like I could, 
I had to choose. I either was going to make it look like the commercial or make it feel like the commercial, but I couldn't do both. Uh-uh. Like I couldn't make it, I couldn't do all the things and be joyful and relaxed because all the mm-hmm. things required a lot of work. No. And that was just further proof that I was doing it wrong because I felt so stressed out and resentful. Oh, um, trying, okay. And trying to make Resentful's it happen. an interesting word. Yeah. Right. Let's talk about resentment during the holidays. <laughs> mm-hmm. How does that creep up for you? Let's see. For me, it was around, it came up in a few ways. So one could be that I was working so hard to make everything perfect, look good, look like the commercial, look like other people I saw. And then I wouldn't feel like appreciated. I wouldn't, Mm -hmm. there wouldn't be like outward show of appreciation, you know, from my family or other people around me. And so I, um, yeah, I get really resentful. I'm like, why am I doing all this? (laughs) You don't even appreciate it. Yeah, I definitely got resentful, but it was mostly geared towards my husband. (laughs) Mm. I had a lot of expectations around what, what his role should be. Mm. And it took took me too long to realize because the pattern was so clear, but I had this expectation that, that we would create magic together for our children Uh. and that he should want to participate in decorating the tree, buying presents, wrapping presents, like all the, like just going, I don't know, hanging Christmas lights, for example. Yeah. (laughs) I, I hung, I hang them every year. I'm going to use a past tense, <laughs> but no, it's still present. He never did. Why? Because he doesn't want to. Uh-huh. And so he was very much doing a holiday on his terms, uh-huh. <laughs> but it was not the expectation that I had. And it took a while, a few years to, re- <laughs> for us to really figure out that as a child of divorce, the holidays were not, uh, they did not bring up happy memories for him. Oh, right. They, it was, in fact, something he would like to brush past, rebel against, and just not engage in. Mm-hmm. And I struggled to uh, accept or understand that, I think, until we finally kind of got to that like root cause. And then it was, it was helpful because I stopped getting mad at him, resenting him, putting pressure on him to participate. And it was probably also helped that like my kids were old enough where I'm just like, okay, (laughs) the kids and I are going to make some merriment. Yeah. (laughs) And I just left him to, you know, drink his beer in front of the TV and whatever. And like not want to listen to repetitive Christmas carols over and over and over again. And and I learned to clean the gutters while I was hanging the Christmas lights. And I thought I was a pretty cool mom out there. You know, sometimes like people, the neighbors would walk by and I just always imagine they're like, wow, what a cool, you know, wife and mother. It's like, what a loser husband. (laughs) I liked it. I was like bucking stereotypes, you know? Totally. So it did, I took me some time to let go of that resentment and kind of tell a story that was, made me feel good about the fact that I was doing it just on my own or with the kids and I. Yeah, that's so familiar. I had a lot of, it took me years to understand that I was frustrated with my husband about things he was doing, except 
or wasn't doing more, more likely, except I had never told him that it would be, you know, helpful or <laughs> desirable for him to do these things. It was just like no communication. Yeah. And I, like, I was mad about it. <laughs> but he has not read the manual of how to have a happy right. <laughs> holiday season. Like yeah. there's this book of how to enjoy the holidays and it is filled with lots of details. Uh-huh. And yet we moms seem to be the only one that, that have read this manual. Right. <laughs> and, and the men are just don't, they just have a lot more permission. And we get, I think some of us can get resentful around the mm-hmm. uh, gender divide there yeah. and think that it's wrong. But then you find out, maybe you find out, I certainly found out uh, probably 10 years I'd been married when I found out that not everybody has the same manual I have <laughs> and on how to have a good Christmas uh-huh. and that some people that actually being crazy and stressed at Christmas and Thanksgiving too, I'm lumping both holidays together and Hanukkah because yeah. in our family, mm-hmm. we celebrate Hanukkah as well mm-hmm. and New Year's. And, you know, we've got this whole like six week time frame. Yeah, it's a month and a half. It's a long time. But that that crazy is an option. Did you know that? I did not know that. I did not know that. I do now, but it took a lot of work. (laughs) It did. It felt like it just went hand in hand. And I remember this one day, I was out walking my dog. Thank God for dogs that need to be walked. Because Uh otherwise, I would never just like go for a walk when I'm stressed out and crazy. But the Mm -hmm. dang dog requires it. And that's always how I clear my head. So I'm out walking the dog and I'm sorting through the, okay, I've got to go to Target and get this. And the kids need a red shirt for the, you know, pageant. And uh, don't forget $5 for the teacher gift. And, you know, I'm just sorting through my brain, right? And I run into my neighbor who at that time had five kids. Three of them were homeschooled. Wow. And I look at her and I'm like, Oh my God, you must be nutty. Like I'm going crazy and I only have two kids and you've got five. Like you must be insane. And she looked at me and she's like, what do you mean? (laughs) I'm like, with all the details and like the end of the year parties and the gifts and you have to bring a wrapped present for this person. And you've got the finals and the plays and the like you know, if they play any sports too, it usually comes to head. We've got this end of the, the, was it the fall season, like basketball, all those parties. Um, yeah. The, you know, whatever they call the end mm-hmm. of the year when they get into the trophies, whatever. Yeah. And I'm just like, how you must be insane. And she's like, well, I have a lot of lists. <laughs> I looked at her like, Oh, by her demeanor. I could tell she was not stressing about her Uh lists. So I realized that I had, this is what I learned from Jill Bolte-Taylor's recent book of Mm, um, Whole Brain Living, is that in the left hemisphere of the brain, there's actually two sections. You've got the, I call it the captain of the ship, the planner, the organizer, the one who's looking at the calendar and deciding, okay, this is my, I'm making my list. This is what I need. This is what I'm going to do when at this time. And this is, uh, you know, just the organizing part of the brain. Mm-hmm. But behind that, the left hemisphere amygdala, you have this 
fearful. Oh my God, bad things are going to happen to me if I don't meet the list. I had lumped them together so that Mm. my organizer, Captain of the Ship, was also teamed up with this scared, uh, catastrophizing little fearful brain that yeah. says like, I have to do the things or else my kids will not experience magic at the Christmas time. Or yep. like if I don't have a red shirt, then my kid's going to be the one kid who's standing mm-hmm. up on the stage without the, the proper clothing, or I have to bring the wrapped gift for the secret Santa, blah, blah, blah. And like, you know, a black Friday specials are coming. And if I don't buy it, then I'm going to lose <laughs> out on the bargains. Like I had loved together the fearful part of my brain with the organizing part of my brain and i did not know it was an option to have them operate separately until i ran into my neighbor that day yes and so then i went on a mission to figure this out (laughs) how do you do it yes so so familiar (laughs) so if we're to put together a holiday recipe on how to have a stressful crazy holiday season (laughs) what would be the first thing in this recipe what do you think makes a stressful holiday season um external expectations okay say more about that how did you Uh, fall under external expectations like i would instead of like just um getting in tune with what was important for me Mm -hmm. um i looked outward to determine what I'm supposed to do. And so that was all of the red shirts and the holiday parties and the gifts and the handmaking and the etc. all of the things. I was just letting all of, you know, media, people, even my own, you know, kind of family traditions, that was all mm-hmm. like feeding my brain. And yeah. I was just completely listening to that rather than tapping in to be like, well, what, you know, does that even matter to me? Do I really like that? Do my family members like that? I didn't even put it through any of that filter. Mm -hmm. I just took it as like, oh, this is what I'm supposed to do. This is how I make magical holidays. Yeah. I think we take everything that we experienced growing up that Mm -hmm. we liked and we kind of, okay, that's the like minimum. Mm -hmm. And then you take Pinterest and and, um, shopping malls and Uh throw in their expectations and like, Mm -hmm. okay, well now I'm supposed to do elf on the shelf, even though that didn't exist when I was a kid, right? That's now a thing that everybody else is doing. And oh my God, the creativity that people (laughs) have around it and the pressure. And then, Uh you know, every, and what the schools add in or, and what your partner's expectations might be Mm. around the holidays of Mm -hmm. what he experienced or uh yeah just like what everybody else is doing i have to read on this um this expectations external expectations so yesterday i was at the grocery store and they have their like holiday seasonal stuff and i took a picture of this it says it's this cute little decorated sign you know how people put like signs up inside their house yeah it says fall checklist visit a pumpkin patch roast mm-hmm. s'mores over a fire take a hayride go through a corn maze make pumpkin pie drink apple cider jump in a leaf pile okay uh-huh. <laughs> i would have tried to do all of those <laughs> exactly 
really <laughs> the recipe for it how to have so a nice. holiday. I mean, it freaking says fall checklist. Uh-huh. So I interpret that literally. Yep. Like, here's how to have a wonderful fall. And uh-huh. you have to do all those things. All of them. <laughs> and get the pictures. <laughs> Do I mean I'm sorry on there, but was not arts and crafts projects with the kids, which I also oh, would yeah. have added uh-huh, to that absolutely. list of that I have all these cute art, fall arts and crafts and what I'm do and like but the baking and the pumpkin bread and whatever the list I interpreted as a to do list, yeah, not a menu from which yes. I was to choose the thing that most appealed to me. Totally. It's so different. Yeah, which is the word you gave me for my to-do list, is to yeah. call it a menu. Yeah, <laughs> and I that. think it's perfect to apply that to holidays as like, oh, here's some stuff we could do. Does any of it sound fun? Yes or no? And like, yeah, either way is fine. Because I was approaching the holidays like a buffet table. <laughs> but instead of choosing like one item off the buffet, I was trying to shovel each item of food into my mouth along the whole buffet table of the holidays. So which the point just made me sick and tired. Yes. Right. If you eat too much of the buffet table, that is the result, whether it's in food or in life, you get (laughs) sick and tired. Yeah. Yeah. And I'd feel sick and tired and be telling myself I shouldn't be feeling sick and tired, even after (laughs) I tried to eat the whole buffet table. Like... (laughs) piling on piling on because we felt we didn't think we were supposed to feel sick and tired we're supposed Mm -hmm. to be gleeful we uh, I'll, i'll speak for myself i also didn't know that it was okay to oh i'll say give myself a break after christmas yeah so what I learned to do was after Christmas was over and I crossed that finish line was then go check into a hotel room for a couple of nights by myself just to rest and recuperate and give myself what I truly wanted for the holidays after all that work was just some quiet, peaceful time Yeah, to be alone. So brilliant. I remember the first time you told me this, I was still learning how I could manage the holidays better and I remember you saying that and I was like you can just do that (laughs) you can just go to a hotel I know it was earth shattering for me too Uh like it took a lot of convincing like I probably went away with my husband first you know to kind of like that felt more socially acceptable right more legit but then I'm like he's not doing any of the work like I'm doing all of it which we established you know, trying to get him to join in was something that wasn't going to happen. Yeah. And so I could reduce the amount of work that I did, but that didn't feel as good to me. What felt better to me was seeing it at like, because I, I checked in with the, the body compass, right? And uh-huh. I did want to do everything. I did, like, it wasn't like I was doing a external expectation. Uh-huh. I really did enjoy all the things I did. Or maybe I had kind of slow, like, I definitely had dropped, like, I dropped doing Christmas cards pretty yeah. early on because that yeah. was not worth the time and investment <laughs> um, and of the effort. And, and yeah, it was just like that one I dropped. Yeah. So, but that was pretty much the main one. Like, I really did enjoy 
you know, most of the other things. But what I ended up deciding was that this holiday season was, this was like the Super Bowl of super motherhood, right? Like (laughs) this is the playoffs, like this is go time. And I was always struggling because I wanted to be relaxed, like especially on like like Thanksgiving Day or mm-hmm. uh, the day like Christmas Day, whatever. I always wanted to like just be so chill and relaxed and enjoy the day, and it I never could get there. And so instead, I decided to think of it as like this is my, you know, my mini, my playoffs, my World Series, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> yeah. But like, this is when, this is not the time to relax afterwards. Yeah. That's the time to relax. That's when it's all for me. That's when I get to do what I want to do. And so just having that perspective really changed. It took the pressure off of trying to relax, enjoy the holidays and saying, no, if I'm going to be making magic, it's going to be all on me. So I'm, I stopped working. Like I didn't, back when the kids were younger, I didn't take coaching clients in December. I blocked the whole month off. So all I did was just kids stuff, which I know not everybody has the luxury of doing, but that was totally worked for me. And then when it was, we need a driver to the ice skating rink for the field trip. I was like, yep, I can do it because I felt like the other moms couldn't take that month off Mm -hmm. and I could. So I just went all in on the holidays. And then I relax afterward. I took vacation days. I went to the spa and that was how I found a little more balance. Yeah. I love that so much. I love the part where you're like intentional about, I am going all in. Like I am choosing to do a lot of stuff because I'm choosing to do it. And it's rather than that, like I was in this autopilot of like, I'm doing this because I'm supposed to. Mm-hmm. And that felt terrible. And that was part of my switch too. was like, what do I choose to do here? I'm doing this because I want to. It's totally different. So what did you let go of? I let go of Christmas cards. What did you let go of? Christmas cards was one of mine too. Um, that was pretty early and that felt good. And that was my first glimmer of like, oh, like I don't have to do this. I can actually ask myself, like, why am I doing this? Do I like this? And and it was mixed. Like, I do like parts of doing Christmas cards, but then on balance, it was like so much work. And so I dropped that. And then slowly but surely after that, I was able to look at like all these things I've been expecting of myself. Do I do I want to do this? Is this meaningful to me? Is this meaningful to my family members? So it was like, um, I used to tell myself that if I wasn't hand making gifts, there was like this a certain subset of our gift giving that I had somehow told myself I had to hand make all these gifts. And I like doing crafts. And so mm. it, I did enjoy it in a way, but also I did not have the time or energy for it at that time. And so it was super unrealistic. So at one point I was like, whoa, Leanne, do you really want to do this to yourself right now? You're kind of turning like crafting, which is something I normally enjoy into like this drudgery. So I like just would look at that every year and be like, do I want to do this? No. Okay. I'm letting it go this year. Or sometimes I would be like, oh, I want to do like a modified version of that. And that felt good. Yeah. I remember actually at the ice skating rink when I was on the field trip, <laughs> watching mm-hmm. the kids fall over the ice, I went around and talked to the parents and I interviewed yeah. and I said, do you feel stressed at the holidays? <laughs> if not, 
why? <laughs> Tell yeah. me what is your secret? Tell and me. one of the biggest secrets was they plan ahead. Ah. They do their crafts all throughout the year. Yeah. You know, they, by Thanksgiving, they're done with shopping. Um, They have dates set up for, for themselves to have fun, (laughs) which I did not. I did not like to have dates for myself to have fun. In fact, it's interesting. Even just hearing you say of like, I asked the kids what they wanted to do Mm -hmm. or where did they get the most joy? Mm -hmm. Honestly, I never even dawned on me to ask my children. Right? Same. I know. It took me a long time to get there. Which now seems really silly. <laughs> but, and when okay, I finally so, did, I was surprised that they're what they wanted. Um, sometimes it was not what I expected them to want. And often their favorite parts were like pretty simple. <laughs> it wasn't mm. these big productions I was trying to do. Interesting. Yeah, that, that was very valuable when I finally yeah. did ask. And I think, uh, you know, I'm, I'm pretty traditional. Like when I was a kid, I wanted the same traditions every year. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got one kid that's very traditional, but the other one wasn't. And so it varies. The kids grow older and the things yeah. that they might not lock in. Yeah. Like, like we do into like, this is how it's supposed to go. They might be like, no, I'm going to shake it up this year and do something yeah. different. Like, or they what? might totally, or they might lock into traditions that look nothing like ours did like my my kids have a few things that they really love that I'm like really <laughs> that's not what I did <laughs> you're not supposed to love that that's what, what you love <laughs> yeah so the recipe for stressful holiday we've got uh meeting trying to meet external expectations mm-hmm. and um rather than listening to what you want to do or what's really working for your family and just trying to kind of like do all the things and seeing it as like a giant just checklist to do list. <laughs> um, I think putting expectations on your family members without telling them, oh, <laughs> like, yes. you know, like you said, with like your husband didn't even know what you were fuming at him for. And, uh-huh. you know, for me, just like letting go that my husband should be the one to do the things I wanted him to do. So like kind of meeting, matching expectations with reality is much more helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, I think scarcity makes it a lot yeah. more stressful. You've got this very hard deadline mm-hmm. that all these things need to be done by. And so for me, there was a lot of pressure that came in with that deadline. You know, it wasn't, oh, I can send New Year's cards instead or, um, I don't know about you, but I tend to lose presents. Like I hide them so well that then I can't find (laughs) where I put them. Yep. And so then I would beat myself up and it would be Christmas Eve and it would be midnight and I'm just like looking and I can't find it. And so the, the self beating that I would give myself made it really scary Mm, to, you know, buy a gift, not be able to find the gift and needing, needing it to be there by, so it wasn't like, oh, well, if I'll find it, maybe I'll find it on the 26th. There was none of that. There was no room for accidents or mistakes or mess ups. Mm -mm. Yeah. It was just, it, it felt very high stakes. Yes. So I think we're going to put that pressure and that's the pressure around the scarcity, kind of that time frame and deadline is also what can make holidays really stressful. Yeah. And I think um, around 
scarcity even going broader and the whole like you know your kids are only young for so long like you have to make it magic while they're this age like that really tapped into scarcity for me too like I better get this right because they're going to grow up and I'll never get this again they'll remember that one time when there was no presence yeah because mom couldn't find them (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Or they didn't have what they wanted. Or I put a lot of pressure on um, equity. Mm-hmm. Like I wanted oh my, my kids to have the same number of gifts to spend yes. the same amount of money on the. <laughs> oh my gosh. So much energy have I put into that. Yep. <laughs> All right. So we got quite a recipe here. <laughs> so <laughs> for, for stress and the holidays. Um, but another one that comes up for a lot of people is like family drama, mm-hmm. dealing with family members, in-laws, grandparents, you know, whose house are we going to hosting like the, what time, what foods now it's vegan. And then now we're eating meat, but I don't eat, you know, like, let's talk a little bit about how to manage fa- when the holidays, when family drama is one of the bigger stressors. Yeah. I think it's so stressful for so many people. And I think in many different ways, um, like for me, a lot of it was around, it again, came back to communication where I would, I tended to work under assumptions around how things should go. And so I would try to make things happen perfectly based again on that manual, but I hadn't mm-hmm. really communicated to ask questions like, oh, are we going to do that again? Or to perhaps present different ideas. What if we did that differently? I was just like, I was petrified to ruffle feathers. Um, and so I just didn't even communicate at all. And So give us some examples of things that you've done differently around the holidays to like that when you listen to your own inner compass and you made it more aligned with what you like or your kids yeah. like, how have you changed it up? I think um, gift giving comes up um in the past i had like unchecked standards around who i would give gifts to and you know value and what they should be like and of course they had to be perfect and i was really afraid to uh question that like even just question my own expectations around that and then once i did um to bring it to like these people that you know, I had traditionally exchanged gifts with and be like, mm-hmm. huh, what about doing it differently? What do you guys think about this? And so that process of being comfortable with um, even questioning myself and then bringing it up with other people, that took me a long time. And so now I'm much more able to be like, oh, hey, what if we did it this way this year? What if we just didn't do gifts? And having mm-hmm. more freedom around that has been tremendously helpful. See, this is why I wanted to have this conversation because I really feel like, <laughs> like we just don't know what we don't know. Like yeah. until we hear somebody else say, mm-hmm. we assume that, and maybe because of the holidays are associated with tradition, we assume like mm-hmm. it's got to be the same every year. Like yeah. the fact that you could be like, hey, this year, let's exchange gifts. This year, let's not. This year, we'll draw names. Next year, we'll donate to charities. Like that you yeah. could actually just communicate. Yeah. And change it up from year to year is actually like <laughs> it's something that I don't know like it, it's freeing to be it able is freeing. to just like let's have a conversation about it and what do we want to do now 
Yeah. And what works for us now, because yeah, I mean, I'm definitely in this decluttering phase of my life where I'm like, please don't give me a gift. Yeah. (laughs) That's been part of the motivation for me too, is I don't want, I don't want to receive a lot of stuff. And while I can always appreciate the intention and, you know, the love, I can always accept that, but like, I don't need the stuff. And then I've also been on the other side where I feel like I have to give someone like, how many golf themed items have I bought? And then later (laughs) I'm like, why? They don't need more golf themed items. Nobody needs more. Right. (laughs) I, here's what I want to do this Christmas, but I don't know. I'll I'll have to ask it. I've seen it. Let let me, I want to wrap up all the stuff I'm trying to get rid of. I want to to be the only one to give gifts and not receive anything myself, but they have to, they have to take it with them and leave my house with it, (laughs) whether they like it or not. Yeah. But it's all going to be whatever you want with this. Yeah. So I'm going to (laughs) ask. Or like a white elephant gift exchange. Yeah. I did that when we, and we moved like before I had kids, we did a white elephant gift exchange where I provided all the presents. And then mm-hmm. everybody had to leave it. It was so fun to like watch other people open my wedding gifts or, you know, <laughs> gifts like students gave me as a teacher and they had to like, uh, you know, just see their face expressions. It was like, yep, <laughs> I had to look happy to be receiving that weird <laughs> shell rainbow lamp from my student, <laughs> you know, my nine-year-old, whatever. So it was really fun. <laughs> I love that. I will do that again. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you go camping one year? Yes, that was quite a um, departure. And it was coming from a place of, I just really needed, I needed things to be different that year because my dad had just passed away. Mm. And, And it was, he passed away in October and then we had the holidays. And so going into the holidays so soon after that was, um, of course, just jarring, um, And I didn't want to try to do the same old thing because I knew it wouldn't feel the same old way. Like I was, I was aware enough to be, um, to understand that. Mm -hmm. And so that year I I was like, okay, I want to be really intentional about making things a little different. Like maybe it doesn't even have to be a new tradition. It's just like, it's still Christmas. And like, what do we want out of this? And I still want it to be with my family. I just didn't want it to look, I didn't want to sit around the tree like we always did, you know, and open gifts and dad's not there. Like I, mm-hmm. I was not ready to face that. And mm-hmm. so I, um, I think you coached me on this because I had to get my like uh, head clear about what I wanted and then kind of get my um, comfort level up so that I could approach my family with it and say like, Hey, you guys you want to try something different this year. And they were open to it and we did it. And it was, um, it was weird and it was wonderful. And, um, it was sad, you know, it was everything. And mm. which felt totally, totally right for that year for those holidays. Yeah. Yeah. And then you were also talking about, you know, having your dad pass around this time of year and that's kind of the following year, like struggling with, uh, like sh- uh, just feeling torn. Like, should I enjoy? Like, is it okay to feel joy at the holidays? Yeah, it's so confusing. Yeah, and it's um, it's I, like this has been a huge gift of coaching for me is the understanding acceptance that like so many feelings can exist at the same time, mm-hmm. and that's just like part of being human. Where I used to see it as like an on or off, I'm happy or I'm sad, 
or um, I'm experiencing the joy and the funny things that happen and the cute things and the gratitude while also being just so sad that my dad's gone, you know, also really missing him and being really sad that he's not there. So allowing for the whole experience has been really, really helpful. Yeah. And it sounds like it was really good for you to do all that coaching work first so that you knew there was options because that's Mm -hmm. the thing, right? Like if you've always done it the same way and then you don't even realize there's options and you can change things up and yeah. Yeah. I picture it had that been like, you know, 10 years ago when my kids were really young and um, trying to give them the magical holidays, I would have, I can picture myself just like pushing through, you know, forcing all the same things I was always trying to make perfect and not even really leaving room for the grief or just trying to, you know, push it aside. And um, that it, it would have been so hard. Like, (laughs) I'm very, very glad that I was in a place where I could um, just take the whole experience. Yeah. So talk up let's talk about your program that you put together. You've had so much experience, right? <laughs> you've you figured out what doesn't work, you've learned and modified and adapted and and learned to kind of challenge yourself and open up communication and think outside the box and meet your family. So now you've got a program designed to help other people do that. Can you talk a little bit more about what that's gonna look like? Yeah. So it's, it's a mini coaching program. So it's three sessions, one-on-one coaching. And, um, what we'll do is we'll start with, you know, what's, um, you know, what, of course, is going to be very individualized. So like, what are your main concerns? Kind of what is your relationship like with the holidays? And, um, to understand kind of goals. And then from there, maybe there will need clarity around goals, like um, looking at it through maybe values, through what brings you joy, like what is important to you about the holidays, which that might be some work that for me, I I needed that work (laughs) 10 years ago. Um, Mm -hmm. And then like looking at things like, um, you know, if there's a holiday to-do list and then looking that, at that in a way that really reflects like, what do you want? What feels like you? What reflects your values? You know, using kind of the body compass approach. And then looking at any barriers or like what's getting in the way from um, looking at your to-do list that way or going through your holidays with this like more um, me-centered approach, which sounds selfish, but it's more like... Uh, um, centered around my um, my interests, my joy, my goals, and also incorporating my loved ones into it. Yeah, well, I think, you know, because like the barriers, I think it's really important to look at like what comes up for you because you can hear mm-hmm. it. You can hear us talk about it. You can get ideas. But then when you go to set it in motion, a lot of times barriers come up, right? Like, well, yeah. what will people think if I decide yeah. to go camping? How is right. that going to work logistically? Or mm-hmm. won't people be cold? Or what if I decide like, I don't want to give presents anymore? Are they going to feel like I still love them? How can I make sure people know I, you know, it's uh, the, it's going to bring up a lot of barriers when you try to change things up. So I think, you know, totally. making sure you're, identifying like what is that and like for me I had huge barriers to prioritizing like self-care uh-huh. during the holidays you know yep. I felt like it was all about giving 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 and 
you know, doing a lot of work, but, um, to carve out time. I mean, it was just to go to yoga one night a week or to, and to book ahead. And I'm going to give a tip. This is my little secret. So (laughs) those who are listening, this Uh is top secret stuff (laughs) (laughs) on cyber Monday, a lot of hotels offer big discounts. So you can go on cyber Monday and get a pretty good deal. And you can like do it anytime. I like to do it after Christmas, but You know, you could do the whole year. You could book ahead. Here's my weekend I'm going to do with my husband. Here I'm going to do with my girlfriends. Here I'm going to do with myself. And you can pick them way ahead of time. And then you feel locked in, but you've also saved a bunch of money. That is brilliant. So if you love hotel rooms like I do, (laughs) because there's just nothing like a change of scenery, in my opinion. Like it is just medicine for my soul to get out. Because when you are a mom your house is your to-do list. Yes. And you wake up in the morning and there it is slamming you in the face. <laughs> so, so it's really nice to get away from that to-do list. And then you can be more like your pay attention to your spirit. What do I feel like mm-hmm. doing? Mm-hmm. So that's why I love hotel rooms. Uh, so yeah. brilliant tip. Yeah. Awesome. So if somebody wants to sign up for your um, program, there's, your short little mini three session program, what, where do they go? Um, you go to my website, which is leannekovar.com and there's a holidays page on there and you can read more info about it there. And then you can make an appointment with me on my appointments tab on right there on my website. Nice. All right. Well, thank you so much for being my guest today. This is, we talked a lot about the crazies and the stressors, (laughs) but just to kind of summarize the takeaways, one is you can design a holiday on your terms. Mm -hmm. You can make it work for you. You don't have to take a cutesy little fall checklist and interpret (laughs) it as law. Uh And if you, to be a good mom, you must jump in a leaf pile. (laughs) If not, you are a failure. You don't have to be like that. Mm-mm. You can Mm-mm. actually, and, but you, but you do need to be deliberate. You need to kind of step out of the weeds. Yeah, you know, talk about it with somebody else. Step above and like think of the holidays as like a menu that you can choose from, mm-hmm. not a buffet table through which you have to eat every single Everything. item on it. <laughs> Right. Yes. You go, you go to the buffet table and you choose your favorite things to eat. Yeah. Or the healthy things that are going to nourish you. Mm -hmm. And then if you got a little room left over, you can go back for a second round. Right. I've got room for dessert. Yeah. Yes. So, um, all right. So what else would we want to throw in that? How to create a non-stressful holiday? What are the takeaways? For a non-stressful holiday? Yeah, if you want to have a peaceful holiday, what should people remember? Um, communicate. Communicate. Just, yeah, just be really curious. I want to call it almost plain dumb, but that that kind of has a bad connotation. But just like, okay. just like that innocent actually. and curious, and just like, hey, what about this? And um, kind of going in with that, like without expectations, and just kind of yeah. exploring. It can make such a difference if you want to 
explore how things could be new, how you could mm. um, drop some of the old expectations that aren't serving you, that you don't really like. It's like, hey, yeah. what if we did this different? Right. Like pretend like that the past was the past. Mm-hmm. And especially I think because COVID, you know, showed us yeah. what is optional and yeah. not mandatory when it comes to the holidays mm-hmm. is you kind of have these fresh eyes now and you're like, okay, so let's just take that COVID and say, we could do whatever we want to do. There yeah. are no obligations. Yeah. And like, let's start from scratch and like, and not hold on to it. See, I think my brain immediately goes to from now on. <laughs> and so just like for this year. <laughs> yeah. What would we like it to look like? Yeah. For this year, it's so freeing. Um, yeah. Yeah. It can be a little different every year. And that also for this year, I really want to keep doing that tradition that I love so much. Like that could be very much part of this year. Um, and then it could also be like, oh, that tradition doesn't really fit ne- this year, but maybe next year. Um, it's so freeing. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love it. And just to like, like attack to your family, your extended family, your kids, your partner, mm-hmm. like what's your favorite? What do you want to choose from the menu? And how can we, and I like to do, like, I like to set an intentional emotion for the holidays. Too. Yes, totally. But that's where I realized that said like trying, like my intention to relax didn't work. Uh, yeah. So that wasn't, help you know but i can relax in pockets like i'm gonna take this day off to relax or i'm gonna take you know this three hours for me to go out with my friends and relax Mm -hmm. so i could do it in pockets but um you know kind of thinking about like well how do i want to feel and is the emotion i want to feel a match for the actual events that i'm creating yeah then if you're like well i want to feel relaxed but then i have 50 million things to do then that's not a match right yeah, so I'm just making sure that it's set up for like, you know, appreciating the moment or I want to be in like, I want to focus on the sensory pleasures and just uh-huh. kind of creating time for that. I like taking like the um, the word of the year approach. Yeah. Like for New Year's, like you could choose a word mm-hmm. of the holidays or so. It might be a couple because sometimes I do want to relax, but then also I want fun, right? It could be like you want right. to bring in elements of both. Yeah. And one of the things I'll be doing in my Facebook group, the Super Mom is Getting Tired Facebook group, is the Super Mom Super Bowl, which is <laughs> I put up this list where you get points for like you get to reward yourself with points. Like you acknowledge all that you're doing. So let's say you um you know you you wrap a gift for the gift exchange <laughs> and you have it there on time and <laughs> you know, the way it's supposed to, and you get like 10 points for that. But if you deliberately choose not to participate, you get uh-huh. like 40 points. So oh you get God. double the points when yes. you drop the ball or like you forget, you get like 50 points. If you lose something, forget something, drop the ball, you actually get more points than actually if you accomplish it. So I love it's just it so a little much. game that I needed to play during the uh-huh. where, because like you said, like resentment around people not appreciating all the work you're doing. Yeah. But I also wasn't appreciating all the work I was doing. Right. I was thinking that it should be easy and it's mm-hmm. I was getting mad at myself for not and then I wasn't rewarding myself for, for it. So of course nobody else is gonna do it if you're not appreciating right. it. So yeah. this is a, a simple, easy way where you, we kind of give ourselves credit for our, our amazingness. And I love that. that we're doing. 
All right, everybody, take care. If you want to check out leannekovar.com for this uh, holiday program, I wish you a joyful, peaceful holiday on your terms. And I will, yes, love you and leave you. Thanks so much, Leanne. Thank you. It's been great. Want a free life coaching session? Go to lifecoachingforparents.com and schedule yours today. And thank you so much for listening. I would love it if you would subscribe and share these podcasts with your friends. If you have a question you'd like me to answer on the air, go to lifecoachingforparents.com slash record my question and you can send me a voicemail recording or write me an email and I'll answer it on the air. Thanks again. Have a great day.